0: Hey, welcome to Mike the Baptist. Glad you came back. Glad we came back. It works better when uh, everybody comes together. It's our second episode of the new year. And uh, what'd you guys think about the first episode? Our new format is a little shorter, a little more condensed. I think it went
1: pretty good. Yeah.
0: It felt pretty good.
1: Haven't heard any negative comments.
0: No, oh, and uh, we'll we probably need to, we need to double hear our
1: listening audience this year. They might probably get up towards seven or eight of them, seven or
0: eight. <laughs> uh, well, I would have had to start out at three point five. So. Right. There's some more of that weird math. Hey, welcome, Michael Kootz. Jackson. Glad to have you back here. It is
1: good to be back.
0: It is good, isn't it? Yes. Yep. H.T. Jones.
1: Brother MJ, good to see you.
0: Good to see you. Two preacher friends of mine. I actually go to church with these two guys. and At least uh,
1: once a quarter, we see.
0: <laughs> once in a quarter, and uh, occasionally, you know, I'll pop in for something else. But And I'm Mike the Baptist, and this is called Mike the Baptist, part of the Preacher Series. We've condensed it a little bit in time and people because we used to have three preachers and myself, but we were trying it with two at a time now and myself. And it, uh, I guess it strokes our egos more because we get more airtime. Eh, you know. Eh. Uh, that's not really true, and it wasn't even funny, but uh, that's not an indication of the rest of the program, so don't go anywhere. <laughs> hey, speaking of the program, if you like the new version or if you don't, we want to hear from you. Comments at MikeTheBaptist.com. dot com. No. Yes. Is that how you do an email? Comments, yes. yes. Comments at MikeTheBaptist.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Send us an email and tell us what you think of the new format. Uh tell us what you think of the program. Tell us what you're having for dinner. We just want to hear from you.
1: Tell us if you have some food that we could eat on air. Yes. Yeah,
0: we used to kinda of ask for that once in yeah. a while that we would uh critique your food and all that and I don't think I don't think we tricked anybody so how about this let's just be honest with them we'd like some food mm. and uh, we will tell you what we think about it and we'll brag on it trust us we'll, we'll we'll do you right so you make us some food and find a way to get it to us and we will talk about you that, I mean we will not only taste your food but we'll talk about you and it'll probably be good uh, anyway uh, www.mikethebaptist.com visit see all the old episodes listen to all the old episodes buy your shirt buy your mug uh, buy you something, and uh, all proceeds go toward paying electric bills. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so in the new format, we we are we are keeping the front porch visit because I think it's just great. I think the front porch is great, and you know me, I I uh, I'm on a campaign in life to get people to visit again. Stop what you're doing and visit a little bit. So this is an excuse to visit. We're taping it so other people can hear us visiting and hope it'll, hopefully it'll catch on. I hope you have some front porch visits at your home or in your car. <laughs> you can think about that for a while. Right. Speaking of the front porch visit, you know, I was uh, watching some old, uh, I was doing some purging. Somebody asked me recently, Are you purging? Because they knew that I was going through some old uh, videos and stuff and audio tapes and cassettes. I went through about. Uh, Fifty or 60 cassettes of old songwriter demos and stuff of mine. And did
1: you throw anything away?
0: I did throw I threw two cassettes away. <laughs> My intent was to record all the cassettes digitally which mm. I did do the digital but then I thought well, you know if something happens to the digital <laughs> so I kept most of the old cassettes too but anyway I was purging they said are you purging? I said you know actually I, I guess I kind of am I'm trying to go through things but I came across a DVD of I had a cousins reunion years ago and uh, i had everybody at that at that cousins reunion gather one evening and share stories about what they remembered about the grandparents and out of that one of the cousins mentioned that something that he uh, had always remembered about uh, our granddad was that If people came to visit at my house, I was raised by my grandparents, so I say at my house. Uh, If they had little kids, in a matter of a few minutes, my granddad would be on the floor crawling around with them and picking at them and playing with them. It didn't bother him a bit to just get right down there and play with them. I thought on a front porch visit today, it would be interesting uh, to hear you guys and myself mention something that you do in your adult life that your dad did now i'm using my granddad because he was my dad but and i guess i started it right there because uh i am prone uh to mess with little kids like that and i don't care a bit in the world to get down on their level and play it doesn't bother me a bit and uh, i think back about why i do that and i know why i do that Uh, i saw that growing up so i do that and
1: now you just need help getting up off the floor. I do need a
0: little more help getting up off the floor. Uh, but the, there's another thing that that I do, and I think it came from him, is he wherever he went, he was looking for happy. He was just that kind of guy. He was just looking for happy. He was pretty positive, and he was all about uh, doing something that was kind of fun or just – just being happy, or uh, maybe saying things to encourage somebody a little bit in a real casual way, where it wasn't, didn't look like he was doing it, but he was doing it. And I think I like to think I have some of that in me, and and if I do, I know where it comes from.
1: So you like Joel Olstein?
0: No, that's a little different. That's a little different thing there.
1: Okay,
2: can we buzz that? Yeah.
0: Sure. You know, in case. Thanks for bringing that up because I meant to uh, say something about the buzzer against the New Year. If we're getting new listeners and they hear a buzzer and are wondering what that is, the buzzer has been with Mike the Baptist since day one because Mike the Baptist was intended to be a program to talk about faith, Christianity, et cetera, et cetera, in non-churchy language as much as possible.
2: You always ask for the impossible.
0: I do ask for the impossible, and especially – and so what did I do? Uh, I I invited preachers to be here, so – uh, so if you hear a buzz, it's usually because we're pointing something out that may be getting a little too churchy. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's lay this over to you guys. Uh, HD, can you tell us something that you do that your dad did?
1: Yeah, you know, you sent me that question. So just so the listening audience knows, you know, Mike sort of primes the pump a little bit. Mm. And I thought – If we pay attention. Yeah, if we pay attention. <laughs> I'm like, I can't really think of anything that my dad does that I do. But then I, I remember having this uh, – Epiphany—I don't even know how to spell that—but I had one. Um,
0: it's got two Fs in the middle, something of it like there. that. <laughs> Sounds
1: good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we grew up. We always—we've always had cows. Always had cows. And uh, Dad was one of those kind of guys. He never—he never wanted the cattle prods where you shocked the cows and everything. He just didn't think that was right to do that to them. Huh. And uh, Dad always just had a way of calling the cows, and they'd come to him. To the point where, like, when I got older, I'd be like, I'll go check the cows. He goes, they won't come to you. If you don't call them like me, they won't come to you. So that's just something you did. So fast forward a few years, and Susan and I start dating, and she comes to visit us. And we go out. You know, oh, go out. no. I want to go out and show her the yep. cows. I Let's hope don't...
0: your call wasn't what ours was. I
1: want to go out and show <laughs> her the cows, right? So uh, oh no! we go out there and, you know, just – Doing what Dad did, I started going, suck, suck, suck. Yes, yeah, no! that's oh, what we did. Ooh, so, suck, yeah. suck, suck, suck. Come on here, girl. Suck, suck, suck. <laughs> suck. You know, I have no that's idea right. why we say that. Right. Because obviously cows don't speak English, and they, I don't know why my dad did that. Maybe his dad did that. No,
0: we did not in Arkansas, only we went,
1: suck. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so... <laughs> and so. my wife my wife is looking at me I'm like she grew up in like a subdivision like like they have sidewalks right. and stuff so she thought you were a man and she math. was like what are you doing
0: bring
2: me out in the
1: middle of nowhere yeah it's like manage. deliverance <laughs> oh my god! yeah but I was just like I don't, I don't know why I do that but it's what my dad did so I do this it this was so opposite
0: of what I was picturing this episode, yep. this uh, front porch visit to them. Yep.
1: <laughs> so serious and
0: great yep. but that is odd. Right? They don't suck anything when no. they come up there. They eat grain. Yeah. Or hay. Yeah. So why are people out there I don't know. suck?
1: I don't know, but they do. <laughs> that is great. That's hilarious. You're welcome. Uh, See? Yep.
0: You do make me feel more normal. I know. That
1: the crap out of me too. <laughs> uh,
0: That's awesome. So just as a quick side note, uh, did Susan want you to take her home, or?
1: I, I mean, she just thought it was odd, you know. <laughs> well, it is odd, and she's still married <laughs> <Yeah. him. laughs> Especially when all these like twelve hundred pound animals start running at you, and she's like freaking out about it. But, yeah. So bizarre. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I can't see. My eyes are worried. All right. Thanks, H. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. Coats. Uh,
1: <laughs> I got nothing on that level, man. <laughs> I, I can tell you how he's not like his dad. <laughs> I never knew his dad, but I can tell you how he's not like his dad. Enlighten this Oh my gosh.
0: Okay. All right. You're on.
1: So, uh, yeah,
2: um, you, you might have to when you edit this, you got to reverse it because we just can't follow that. Uh, so for uh, for my dad, a lot of people say uh, that knew my dad. They talk about that I'm kind of like a carbon copy of him. Uh, and it's kind of an insult to dad because dad was an extremely good man, but there's uh, <laughs> there there are things that I find myself doing uh, quite often, and it's, it's all because of him. As we're sitting here, you're talking about going through DVDs. It <laughs> made me start thinking about camcorders and pictures and stuff, and, and I find myself taking pictures all the time mm-hmm. around family, in places that we go. That's what my dad did. My dad always was a a camera dude. Mm-hmm. He had nice 35 millimeter cameras and would always take them on vacation. Of course, that transferred into the the camcorders up on your your shoulders and well super 8 movies were before that. you know, mm-hmm. he always had stuff to capture the moment. So mm-hmm. I found myself throughout my life doing that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one that uh, uh, Janet did not appreciate early on, but learned to be very thankful for this is there are certain things that I find myself hoarding. So uh, yes, Um, for example, my dad, if you would go into his garage, he would have a shelf and it would be gallon after gallon after gallon of whatever the laundry detergent was that Sam's had on sale. And he would buy a couple dozen of them and he would be set for a long time. (laughs) And there'd be different products like that around the house Well, I started doing that with toilet paper. Mm -hmm. I'd see it on sale. When we first moved to East Tennessee, I started being responsible for groceries. And if I saw toilet paper on sale, I'm buying it. Well, I mean, we had cases and cases of toilet paper.
0: Mm -hmm. And (laughs)
2: Janet would get mad about that because it was taking up so much (laughs) space. But then you fast forward <laughs> uh, to yeah. March of 2020, exactly, and it's like, I'm sitting on a gold mine, <laughs> yes, you know, yeah. and I've got all, I was like, Janet, you don't have to buy toilet paper for two or three years. Yeah. We are set. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> we never had to go out and buy any toilet paper during COVID. We just had so much of it, and I didn't really share that information
0: <laughs> no, back then because no, like well, I would not to be
2: broken into at yeah. the parsonage, yes, you know? Yes,
0: yeah, <laughs> your house would have been broken into. Uh,
2: but yeah, so at first she did not appreciate that, but. She's learned to accept it and be thankful oh. for it.
0: One question: Do you still have any of it? Oh yeah, <laughs> you do from back then. And, and
2: oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'll I, I just kind of uh, poke the fire a little bit, you know. Every once in a while, I'll throw in another thing of toilet paper on the grocery order just because it kind of gets her going a
0: little listen, bit. Listen here now, I'm I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm getting pretty jealous because uh, that like. 18-roll pack or something is like $29 or something now. Mm, oh, wow. It's amazing.
2: Wow. Well, maybe we can make a deal here after a while.
0: Uh, since you brought that up, we're right on the edge of <clears throat> our new time limit, but uh, I, I, there's something that's bothered me for years, and I get caught up in the toilet paper aisle at the stores because used to you bought a six-pack, it was six rolls, and you got six rolls, and you knew what you're buying. Now, when you shop for toilet paper, it is so confusing. Is because that math. Because 12 math. rolls equals 18 on one package, and the next package says six rolls equals 24. I get so lost in the weeds trying to figure that out, I just finally just pick up a package and leave. Mm-hmm. Why do they do that? I have no idea. Okay. I just thought you might. Anyway, uh, interesting front porch visit that went all the way from playing with kids in the floor to... Hollering suck to your cows to (laughs) toilet paper. It's so interesting. Uh, Thanks for a good front porch visit. I don't want to comment any more than that. Uh, We're going to take a break, come back and talk about some stuff we found (laughs) about. Thank you for listening to and watching Mike the Baptist. We hope you get something out of these programs and that they bring you a bit of joy and hope. This year, we want to ask you to help us grow our listening audience. By simply sharing these podcasts and video episodes with your friends on social media and in the real world. Our goal is simple. Talk about our faith and how it affects our lives using common language. Just the way people really talk. The message really is good news. For people who are already churched up and for those who aren't yet. Because the good news isn't something we're given to keep to ourselves. It's meant to be shared. So we're asking you to share this year by telling others about the foolishness and the fun on Mike the Baptist. Happy New Year. We're just Christians trying not to cuss. Hey, we're back. Glad you stayed with us. You know what? The Bible is such an interesting book. I don't mean to go on and on and on about it, but it's an interesting book. And that's why I say that a lot of times at the first of this segment because what we're about to do right here is... Talk about uh, some stuff that's in the Bible. You know, we, the three of us, go to church together, and we all are kind of studying the same thing on a week to week basis, according to how uh, our kind staff has laid it all out for a year or a quarter or, or how you do that. But so we're all kind of on the same page. But what we're trying to do here uh, on Mike the Baptist is talk about that stuff in a way that you don't have to be at our church to understand it. We're trying to dumb it down enough for ourselves where it just kind of sounds like talking, but still has some meat to it to anybody that might drop in and listen to us. That's kind of the intent here. You know, our folks we go to church with will be familiar with what we're talking about because they're talking about that too during the week. Uh, But anyway, the Bible... The Bible is so fascinating to me because you can talk about something out of that Bible, and you don't have to uh, be in cahoots with anybody else on that. It talks to you every time. Every time it, you talk about things in the Bible, it just talks to a person individually. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. I don't know any other book that does that. Uh, I don't know any other book that comes close to doing that. Any other book is specific to a subject. And it could be right, could be wrong. That Bible, you could just you can just start having a conversation about something you read in there and then lo and behold, before long, it's nailing you down inside, you know, in a real personal way. But anyway, fascinating book. And I'm gonna turn it over the preacher's gonna about to talk about some stuff they found in there this week.
1: We've been reading through the the book of Job and you know, just a big big picture of Job. You've got a gentleman who uh is trying to live his right life righteously. He is a very wealthy guy, a very blessed guy. He's got a bunch of kids. He's got a bunch of uh, animals. Uh, He's well-respected. He even tries to make sure that his kids are doing the right things. And right after we hear about all that, we hear about this encounter with God and Satan in heaven. And uh, Satan pretty much just, you know, he's a punk, by the way. He uh, pretty much just says, well, no wonder Job likes you, because look at all this stuff you've given him. And so God says, well, I'll tell you what, it's we'll see. You could take some of that stuff away from him and see if he still follows me. And so then you see all this tragedy come into his life. I mean, he loses all of his children, loses his livestock, his health goes bad. Uh, it, gets, it gets so bad, his wife says, why don't you just curse God and die? uh Job then has these friends who come and sit down with him and talk to him, but kind of the underlying uh theme is that they all think he's done something they just don't know about it in other words they they come from that perspective. good things happen when you do good things and bad things happen to you because you've done bad things. we just don't know, so are you sure you did this right? are you sure you did that and Job's just really confused to be honest and He's questioning God, and he's upset with God, um, and it's a really it's a disturbing book I think for us to read because it leaves this question in our mind: Why do bad things happen to good people, mm-hmm. and why do good things happen to bad people? But um, what what about this book surprises you as you've read through or know a little bit about the Book of Job? What surprises you in it?
2: Well, you know the surprise uh, is. Um, uh, that this is all a part of God's plan, hmm. because we know nothing happens that d- God does not allow to happen, and that you know that God cannot use for fulfilling his ultimate uh, plan for us. Uh, but it uh, it doesn't surprise us from the aspect because we get to see the end of the story. you know hmm. we're, we're blessed to have the scriptures completed and we can read through it and see, oh wow, all through this, however long this took, uh, for all these horrible things to happen in his life, uh, we can see how God his plan was accomplished, and it is such a great teaching moment for us now as we go through just all kinds of various types of hard situations in life. Um, uh, but so that that kind of surprises us, but doesn't surprise us. Um, but that God would would do that as a test. Or to help grow us, um, it still messes with my brain Mm -hmm. because I I still kind of think just because I'm Michael and I'm not very smart, and I forget you know God knows everything; He's the smartest. I'm like, isn't there a better way? (laughs) Couldn't couldn't we have done this a a, a different avenue Mm -hmm. than uh, than causing somebody to go through something so horrible? Uh, But that's when we kind of slip away and stuff like that. But we have to always use that discipline and remembering god's ways are good
0: the story of job is such so drastically different than any other story in the bible to me that when you start talking about job it's like in a way it almost doesn't even fit uh, when you think about it it's just so drastic what happened to the guy so drastic and for being
2: such a good man Mm yes because Mm -hmm. he was an exceptionally good guy yeah Mm
0: -hmm. so on the surface uh I guess if you didn't know much about what God was up to, you would wonder why is He doing that. Mm-hmm. That's not very nice, right? Can't be a very loving God to do that. Of course, I guess. I guess a lot of people look at uh, a lot of people kind of look at God as doing things bad to people, which He doesn't do. Uh, or I, I don't remember any instances where He did something bad to somebody. He allowed some people to go through some bad stuff but is are there instances where he did something bad to somebody
1: they'll have to wait for any or out of that's another part yeah, of the uh, well for instance <laughs> but, like job right
0: he 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 took some things away from job but did he do anything bad to him? I don't you know that's right. a whole new conversation right. to, to stir that up but I'm just it's just so different a story
1: it is a it is a shocking story because forget it's 40 something chapters and literally in chapter one we see job has all these blessings and before you get out of chapter one they've all been taken away yeah and the rest of the book is job wrestling with this idea why me Mm -hmm. why why did all this bad stuff happen to me i was trying to do right things i was trying to um be what god wanted me to be and i think that's part of the reason it's in the bible is because it helps us to wrestle with these concepts because we experience them they're real yeah they're absolutely real and I, I mean i don't i know we've all experienced these things but especially as pastors sometimes we get thrown into some gosh crazy messes years ago i had somebody that was just in our association and he said hey my grandsons in vanderbilt can you go down there and visit with him sometime I mean, this is probably a two- or three-year-old kid. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And I happen to be downtown. I go to Nashville. I'm a new in pastoring, so I didn't know what I could do and what I couldn't do. Y'all, I, I literally start walking through doors, not because they were open to me, but doctors were walking through them. And I just walked in behind the doctor. And I get into this ICU unit, which I should have never really been in. And I walk in this room, and here's this kid bandaged head over his eye, bandaged over one eye. He's laying there lifeless. He's alive, but he's laying there lifeless, and the dad is curled up in the fetal position in the corner. Mm. And I was not prepared for that. Uh, I said a few probably churchy things. Mm. I said a prayer, and I got out, and I was PO'd. Mm. I was mad at my friend who wanted me to go down there and visit this kid, but then I was kind of mad at God. I was like, this is not right. And one of the things that we have to wrestle with in this life is when we feel like God has disappointed us <clears throat> uh, is it okay for us to get upset about those things is it okay for us to get mad um, you know how'd you work through all that yeah, yeah I just matter of fact I talked to a lot of my buds about it Yeah, but I spent a lot of time talking to God about it and you know I think it's just hard. Just life mm-hmm. presents these circumstances to us that are hard, and I think we just have to uh, we have to deal with it. It's part of life, mm-hmm. and that's uh, I kind of will lump
2: pastors into this category of first responders mm-hmm. because of the stuff that we deal with, and that's what a lot of our law enforcement, medical, fire people deal with. You know, we had a really bad call a few few years ago when we got into a situation totally unexpected of some of the most extreme child abuse that you Mm. could ever see. And you're talking about little bitty kids that had been caged up for years, Mm. you know, and they were innocent when they went into this. I mean, Mm. they weren't even old enough to know really, you know, right and wrong, that kind of stuff. And that's why we have a lot of people that really struggle in those professions that, uh, you know, how could God allow this to happen? Mm -hmm. And uh, man, we have got to just keep on sharing like what you did. You know, um we gotta talk to God. We gotta talk to our buddies about it. We gotta understand, you know what, that's not really what God wanted in his perfect mm-hmm. plan. He didn't want that abuse to happen. But he's put us here yep. now to try to help bring some love and some comfort and some hopefully bring some level of peace into such a horrible situation yep. to walk in
1: on. And well, that's and that's part of that. Um uh, we talk a lot here about people who maybe have shied away from God and that's always one of those big questions. If your God is so loving, why do children have cancer? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, why does somebody who wants to have a baby can't get pregnant and then somebody who's throwing their baby away in the dumpster gets pregnant a time and time and after again? Mm. And, you know, that, that was part of Job's journey. And I think that's why this book is important for us to read. Um, it's interesting that God will finally look at Job and say, okay, you've – You've questioned me enough. Now I'm fixing to answer you, and I'm fixing to ask you questions. And you're going to stand and answer me like a man. Uh, if you've ever gotten in trouble as a kid from your dad, especially, and he'll say, "Okay, big boy, yeah, <laughs> now you're going to stand here and you're going to you're going to tell me why you did this. What'd you do, and why'd you do it?" And you're you're like, uh, "I don't know. I don't know is not an answer." And God kind of does that with Job. Takes him to the woodshed and said. You're going to answer me like a man, and then God begins to go into this elaborate statements about who He is. Do did you know uh, where Leviathan lives, and can you can you harness him, which is a sea monster? And do you know where the rain is held, and do you know how the sun shines? And He basically starts to put back on Job that this This whole concept of playing God, and that's what we do in those mm-hmm. situations. Well God, if I was God, that that child wouldn't lay there in this bed, and God's like, "I see more of than what you know. I see more of this situation than what you understand and uh, that that comes back then to our faith and one of the things that that job says that really is striking is at the end at the end of the conversation. Job really says, I'm an idiot. That's basically what Job says. I should never have opened my mouth. But he says at the end of it, he said, Before all of this happened to me, I had heard about you, but now I have seen you. Hmm. And none of us like to go through difficulties. Hmm. There's not a person here who goes, Man, I hope I go out here and have a car wreck and have problems today. None of us. But the reality is, is that God seems a lot more real in the times that we're the most desperate mm-hmm. He really does, and that's to me one of the things about the story of job. It's shocking, it's hard to read it's uh it's it's just it just hurts mm-hmm. sometimes because we've all been in that situation when honestly we've been mad at God mm-hmm.
0: is it not the case that uh God? doesn't really just do magic tricks for you at all there's always a little bit of a thing you have to do uh to come out of things you have to and it's it's like uh it's like when Jesus was roaming around teaching people he often asked them a question mm-hmm. and they had to think and realize on their own as they were answering that uh their position and what what they thought but is, isn't god kind of the same way with us in our in our life uh you know if if your car's broke and you're screaming to god to give you a car quite likely he's not going to give you a car but things will happen uh where you will have to think about uh not how you're going to get out of a situation like that but uh, maybe how you got into that situation or it, you might ha- you might start noticing things that are taking place around that to put you back into, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think God really just. Well,
2: well, you know, the, some of the examples that we see, you know, like the miracles that Jesus did, uh, there was a level of faith that was re- required. The first miracle of the Bible, you know, turning water into wine. Well, Jesus's mother had faith. My son can do something about this, yeah. you know. the The lady that just wanted to touch the hem of the garment to be healed, she had a level of faith. So, you know, there 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 is a requirement, I believe. There, uh, he he wants us to have some faith that he can handle this stuff.
0: So, why would the uh, the common man, that being me, at the table? Why why would it have to be that way?
1: You know, I wonder we, why he wouldn't just. We have this fix it. Uh, little pithy statement that we have at church. Let's say a group wants to go on a mission trip, and there's some 15-year-old kid that wants to go on a mission trip, and the mission trip costs $300. Well, we know that this 15-year-old kid may not have $300 sitting in his back pocket, but we always use this term. He's got to have some skin in the game, Mm -hmm. whether that's $50 for a deposit or something. You've got to have some skin in the game. Well, think about that with the miracles of Jesus. Jesus could have called air to turn into wine. He could have fed 5,000 people with no fish and no loaves. He wanted them to have a little skin in the game, and he wanted to ask those questions so that people began to have faith. Matter of fact, at the feeding of the 5,000, he says, what do you have? And them old boys, you know, the apostles, well, all we got is this sack lunch. And he's kinda, he kind of, I think, he's laughing because he's like, you don't even have really a sack lunch. What you have is me, and that's what you needed was mm-hmm. me. You didn't need the Jesus didn't need the sack lunch to feed the five thousand people, but he's trying to get them to understand that he's really all they have. But oh, by the way, he's really all they need.
0: Uh, would it be safe to say that everything he is bringing you out of, or going to do for you, he's doing it too? bring you toward him would it be safe to say that because that would kind of make sense about why you would maybe have to think or why you'd have to have a little skin in the game rather than him just perform a magic trick and everything's fine uh that thought process or or uh realizing things that are going on around you is bringing you back toward him which is all he wants isn't it isn't
1: I, that all he wants you've probably seen this in your world i had friends who's Mom and dad provided the brand-new vehicle when the child turned 16, and the kid never took care of it. And exactly, then I saw all yeah. the other friends whose mom and dad said, for every $100 you put in, I'll put in $100. And they helped them, but they were skinning the game. Yeah. That kid, man, he's cleaning, waxing his car every weekend, and parking way off, and doesn't yeah. want door dings. And, and it may have been the crappiest car at school, but he cared about it because he had that skin in the game. And I think that's part of this, you know, is that God – God wants, again, our faith doesn't have to be an ignorant faith. You know, I can pray, God, help me love my wife more. But if I never go in and try to do <laughs> yeah. some of that on my own,
0: it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen.
1: Yeah, You know, you can say, God, I need a new job. But if I never do my resume and I never ask anybody, has got any openings over at the plant, you know, There's a a point where we have to have some faith, and we walk by faith. Um, Yes, there's going to be difficulties, and I don't think we're supposed to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. I don't think that for the minute, that it's all up to us. But I think God wants to work in conjunction with us Mm -hmm. to help us see, number one, he's the resource, or he provides the resource because he's the source of everything that we need. But we can't just be lazy about it either. Mm We've got to do some of the work. Deep. One of the last things I just kind of throw at you is that, you know, we talked about what troubles you about Job, the book of Job. Um, One of the things that really kind of just jumps out at me is that God's the one that throws Job under the bus. Hmm. Satan comes into God's presence and kind of gives a report. And God looks at Satan and goes, have you considered my servant Job? which goes back to this idea that nothing that happens to us i'll say especially as the children of God nothing happens to us that didn't come across his desk that he okayed and I don't tell you that's hard that is hard um you know i don't i don't even know how to wrap my mind around that
0: yeah i don't i don't know if you can
1: but it's it's hard um and what a compliment it is also to Job. Because yeah. Because
2: here out of every person that was on the planet at that time, God says, Job.
1: Yeah, here's my champion. Here, mm-hmm. here, here's
2: Job. Yep. And I I know this man inside and out. And uh try him. Mm-hmm.
1: Just try. Him. Yeah, I think it's a, a just a, a good reminder again that God's working in our lives. Mm-hmm. His purpose is to Make us more like Christ. Um, Paul talks about, I think it's Romans chapter 8. He talks about all these groanings in this life, all the difficulties we go through. And Paul says, These will be nothing compared to the glory that's given to us in Christ. And so that's where we have to have a positive attitude, hope, mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to there's going to be a better day coming. That's not pie in the sky, that's just a reality that, yeah. Today may be difficult, Mm -hmm. but uh, for Christians, you're one day closer to finishing the race. You're one day closer to being home uh, when all this stuff is going to be fixed. Mm -hmm. So again, to our listeners, if you're out there wondering, do I really want to follow this God? He allowed this bad stuff to happen to Job. Well, he did allow it, but he also walked with Job and he also protected Job from the ultimate annihilation to happen to him. Mm-hmm. And he also restored Job. And he also communicated with Job. And he also grew Job through it. So there's a, there's a purpose to our pain. We will never like the pain. Yeah. We will never like the well, pain. no. Nobody will. I, I always use the illustration. When I was a boy, when I was young, I had pneumonia like several times. And we had this crazy doctor down in Madison, Dr. Carney. And uh, I knew – if you went to Dr. Carney, you were going to get a shot. He did not believe in pills. He yeah. wanted to give you a penicillin shot. That sucker would look like it was about this big. I've had a bunch of those. And you would just – you'd limp out, and the next day it hurt worse and worse. You <clears> couldn't <throat> hardly walk. And I remember, you know, sh- uh, what is it? Uh, happens to me once, shame on me. Yeah. Twice, shame on you, you know. Whatever that is. told yeah. yeah. me once. There yeah. you go. That's it. There you go. See, it takes three goofballs to <laughs> come up with this wisdom. But I remember the first time it happened to me. And then the next time I got pneumonia, and my mom says, we got to go see Dr. Carney. And I cried the whole way there and begged her, don't take me to him. Mm -hmm. Please, don't take me to him. Please. Why? I didn't want to go through the pain. Mm -hmm. What I now know as an adult is I never went in the hospital.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Why? Because the pain that I had to endure helped me to get better without getting worse. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things that God allows us to go through it's it's not just so he can here. Let me squish on HD today. See how he's going to respond. Mm-hmm. He already knows how I'm going to respond one way or the other. But he allows us to go through those things to make us better, and then we're better prepared to help others who are going through difficulties. We're better prepared um, to have our relationship with him grow. It's never fun. No, nobody ever chooses pain. No, nobody. it's not fun. No. Uh,
0: the difference here. Uh, always like to throw a little bone out to uh, the potential listener who who uh, is not bought into this yet. Uh, here's a good reason to buy into this. All this pain we're talking about, if you don't have anything to hope for at the end of that, you're just going to be that much more down every single time, and it's just going to be worse and worse and worse. So if you're feeling that, Here's the difference in being a, quote, Christian or not Christian. A Christian has some hope at the end of that. That's right. And a Christian knows that uh, they're going through some crap. But you're always hanging on to that that hope that at the end, and it's not – it's a hope, but any Christian who's been a Christian very long will tell you it's not just a hope, it's a promise. Yep. At the end of these hard times, the promise is that he'll be there, and he is, and every time that happens – It makes it easier to go through the hard times. I mean, they still hurt. But it's easier if you've got something to hope for at the end of that. If you're not a Christian, make yourself one. And you'll understand that in a pretty short time. It's better to have something to hope for. (laughs) We're We're
1: one of two people today. We're either a child of God that God is fighting for us and with us. Or we're not a child of God and he is fighting against us. Both of those children will go through difficulties because they live in this world. I don't care if you're saved or you're unsaved. You're going to go through difficulties. You're going to go through hard times. You're going to have health, wealth, uh, relationship problems. Both sets of people are having difficulties today. One has somebody walking with them and helping them. The other one literally has God fighting against them. It's pretty It's pretty much a no-brainer. But, it But is. So but he has to... He has to wake you up to that. So if he's he waking you up to that, say yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, just, say yeah, and, and yeah, just say yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to move on, come back, and uh, uh, say yes or no to any or audience. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to and watching Mike the Baptist. We hope you get something out of these programs and that they bring you a bit of joy and hope. This year, we want to ask you to help us grow our listening audience by simply sharing these podcasts and video episodes with your friends on social media and in the real world. Our goal is simple. Talk about our faith and how it affects our lives using common language. Just the way people really talk. The message really is good news for people who are already churched up and for those who aren't yet. Because the good news isn't something we're given to keep to ourselves. It's meant to be shared. So we're asking you to share this year by telling others about the foolishness and the fun on Mike the Baptist. Happy New Year. We're just Christians trying not to cuss.
1: Hey everybody! It's time to play America's almost favoriteest new game show, Any or Outie, where we challenge our guests to figure out if a phrase we give them is actually in the Bible or out of the Bible. Sharpen your wits, guest! You're about to be in the hot seat of Bible stuff, cause you're the next contestant on Any
0: or Outie. Here's Mike fun on the horizon right here folks in your out is so much fun it's just fun and it's funny sometimes it's funny that uh it's funny that you don't know what you think you know (laughs) and you you know you grow up you get these things in your head about what's in the bible and it's just like you don't ever really stop to kind of wonder is that maybe not in there (laughs) so in a year a little over a year's time i've learned a lot of things that i uh makes me a little more cautious if I'm talking in intelligent circles about, you know.
2: Let's talk about those intelligent circles. How
0: I many yes. circles do you <laughs> yeah. get in? You know what? Actually, this may be the most intelligent circle I Which get Which is in.
1: really a scary <laughs> thing. <laughs> Lord have mercy. As, as this episode of yeah. In Your Out is going to tell us. Yes.
0: Yeah. We're about to find out.
1: H.D., what do you have for us? Let me go to my magical list. Yes. So, in the Bible. Uh-huh. Or not in the Bible. Or
0: out, which would be an Audi. I and have. Oh,
2: no. Is this another list of words? I have words. five. I have five words.
1: Oh, he does. Yes. Yeah. He's killing it. It's me. kind of his thing. Five now. words. I know I get stuck on these. We don't even get a 50-50 shot at this. It's like No,
0: Whoa. it used to be when he started it, was like three words, oh, and then it went four. Okay.
1: This is five. I, you know, I okay. want to make you think. Okay. This is about alcoholic drinks or okay. th- that kind of drink in the Bible. Okay. Beer, wine, strong drink, cider. Beer, wine, strong drink, cider. You said
0: five, that's only four. I'm sorry. Beer,
1: (laughs) wine, wine, strong strong drink, drink, cider.
0: One of those you're saying is not in the Bible.
1: One of those is not in the Bible. Three of those are in the Bible. One of those is not in the
0: Bible. Okay, Okay. Koontz, let's do this. Let's win. So I know
2: wine and strong drink are both in there for sure. Know that. I think you're correct. uh, Well, strong drink is the one that is 100% condemned. Don't ever have strong drink.
0: Okay, don't do that.
2: Uh, So we have beer. Yes. Or we have cider.
0: Beer or cider. So what was cider? Cider Cider is just a vinegar type drink. I think apple cider (laughs) or something. I Uh, think cider was probably in there, but you know what? Beer, they were making beer. Cider too, though. I think they were making beer in those days.
2: Well, you know, when you talk about I don't beer, know why I'm thinking I think that, of uh, Friar Tuck, you know, from Robin Hood. You know, that was his favorite thing. I think it was well, beer that he carried But that goes a little it?
0: further back than Friar Tuck. But I think.
2: Uh, Exactly. So I'm, I'm thinking cider would be the other one that would be in there.
0: That would be in the Bible? I think
2: cider would be in there.
0: I kind of think it would be because, well, you know, wine is just a vinegar, almost vinegar. It's a fermented, mm-hmm. and the next step is vinegar.
2: Is there a certain translation of the Bible that we should be considering? Uh-huh. Are we using the easy read version?
0: Uh-huh. No, no. The new it's language a, it's, translation? It's been a
1: while since I did this, so. Uh.
0: But you know what? You know what, Koontz? There's something that makes me think in my past. I've been involved in a conversation about beer. Michelob. <laughs> <laughs> Michelob was not in there. Oh, okay. But I want to say that beer was mentioned in the Bible. Well, beer would be classified as a strong drink. Would it?
2: Yes, because a strong drink is what would require you to add something extra for that fermentation to kick into that high degree of alcohol content. So beer is a strong drink in modern
0: hmm. terminology. Interesting. Or Tequila is not in the Bible tequila but it's a strong drink <laughs> but it is a strong It would be covered under that it would be well so what you're saying is you think cider I, I would lean towards cider being in there and beer
2: being the the audi unless we have like you know the 2020 20, 2024 version translation of the 2020, Bible. 2020 Bible. We we're really good at
0: that time, i don't recall ever hearing the word cider the only thing either. i'm thinking coots is that uh cider would have been something that was probably around in those days
2: I can go along with that.
0: But you don't think that's right. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, I... You see how I, I, I just, picked I up on that? I can't... Pretty
0: sharp when it comes to I can't perception. I
1: beer. That word.
0: In the Bible? In the
1: Bible. Oktoberfest, was that a thing?
0: Mm, no. Beer pong wasn't either.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Good one.
0: I'm going to go with you on... Uh, what? what did Beer. You? As beer. <laughs> <laughs> beer <laughs> not being in the Bible. Beer not in the Bible. So... I think cider would be in the Bible because I think it would have been a thing. Yeah.
2: So we're going to say wine, strong drink, and cider are in there.
0: Yeah, we're going to say beer. Is the
1: Audi. H, I believe that we've come to a... Uh... So how are we
2: doing on this second week of the new year?
1: Wine and strong drink are definitely in the yeah, Bible. Yeah, here we go. He's teasing us. And so is beer. Oh, <laughs> really? Cider is not in there. Where was beer at? Wow. Remember? Uh, nope. Okay. Cider is not... Beer. No, it probably was a thing, like you said. I mean, yeah. you know, a vinegary-type drink.
0: I thought that I had uh, heard <laughs> somewhere in my past that beer was, because I was surprised beer, that somebody would have discovered there. beer back yeah, then. Yeah, beer's in there. Interesting.
1: It seems like a, a newer.
0: It does concoction. seem like That's just because all the beer ads, you see, right. and stuff. But, yeah. All right. Cider. So we have a loss. We have a loss. Again. Yeah. But it's a good one.
1: Yes. Let me mark my thing. <laughs> yes, mark it. Don't want to ask that next week. No. Oh, please do. <laughs> okay, Coons. What do you <laughs> have for like, us? Cedar's in there. <laughs> Cider.
0: Cedar, cedar, Cedar's cedar, cedar is in there. Is too.
2: In there. <laughs> <laughs> They're both in there. Yep.
0: What do you got for us, Coons? All Where right. So
2: uh, it was last year around June. We went to the Southern Baptist Convention. They always have these booths set up, mm-hmm. and we talked to a guy about doing a Holy Lands tour. Maybe mm-hmm. right, getting that together for mm-hmm. the church, right? Because you know, I've never been. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever been. Mm-mm. And we thought that would be a great thing for us to do. Of course, then the war broke out. So, um, the term holy lands. Do you think that's in the Bible or not? Mm.
0: The term holy Land. Holy lands.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I think it is. Gut.
1: <laughs> My initial response is no. Um yes. All right, well, let's talk Zion, this Zion, Holy Mountain. Uh...
0: Uh, what's the Holy Lands now? Like Jerusalem and all that? <laughs> and that wasn't a Holy Land at that time, was it? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> What's the Holy Lands
0: now? <laughs> Same as it has ever well, always been. I just been. Wanted, to, I wanted to clarify, you know, what we mean when we say, right, Holy Land. Right. Because back in those days, I'm pretty sure they didn't have Holy Land tours.
1: No, they did not.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Jim Baker led those. (laughs) That's more of those uh, (laughs) stories. Uh,
1: You're saying you don't think it is? I mean, obviously, Mount Zion is Holy Mountain to the Lord. Holy Place. Yeah. I don't know if Holy Land. Promised Land. Holy ground.
0: Uh, is promised land? Is that phrase even in the Bible? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, hang on. That's my next answer. Yeah, area. you better. You better. Uh,
1: hold on, crap. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had something else. I was thinking. Dadgummit, being over fifty is terrible. Man. What uh, did you
0: say? Did you say yes? You think it is, or no? You don't. Remember? I don't
1: think whole, the the phrase "holy land" is in there.
0: I don't either because I don't think there oh, was a land that. at that time.
1: There was land at that time. Well, I mean
0: like a holy land where they're going. And Jesus
2: walked all over that land.
0: Wait a minute. Going to the land where... uh, No, I'm going to go with HD. I don't think...
1: um, Let's be confident in our no and be ready for... (laughs) Defeat. (laughs) The lash that's coming. Uh, We're a no. Good no. So it's an outie. Now, the first
0: question we got wrong, Correct. We, we did get it, it wrong, correct. Yes, okay.
2: So we're going to continue the trend this okay. last week. Okay, all right. You all got that one right. Oh, oh yes. There, so you are one for two.
0: Nice, so one for two. Works. I understand yeah. that better. The math
2: works. Uh, holy ground. Right. The holy land, I believe, it was in some of the extra-biblical texts, mm. like uh, Maccabees or Book of Wisdom or gotcha. something we're like never that. We're looking
0: back and so, talking about Yeah. Nice. Very good. Yeah, So yeah, well Here done, guys. Here again, hey. this is good to know. It's good to know to appear a little smarter in the in certain circles when you're talking about this <laughs> you know if you ever get called out of the crowd like at the southern baptist convention hey come up here we want to ask you a question Yeah,
2: those <laughs> open panels
1: nope. nope yeah don't do that nope.
0: okay very good very entertaining and uh, once again learned a little something about what's in there what ain't in there and you're outy big fun
1: Oh, wow. What a great contestant and a fine sport today on Any or Audi, America's almost favorite new game show. Study up, future guest people. You're next in the hot seat for Any or Audi.
0: Hey, we're glad that you joined us. Uh, we were happy to be here. I could tell from the look on these guys' faces, they were tickled to death to be here. And I was, too. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad we've uh, cranked the new year up and kind of getting back in the saddle with Mike the Baptist. We do want to hear from you. Mike the Baptist. No. uh, Comments at MikeTheBaptist.com. I know more about modern technology than I sometimes appear. (laughs) But I know how email works. We want you to send us one and let us know what you think about the new shorter format and the uh, uh, things we've trimmed. And if you're happy now, we want you to be happy. Hey, remember, folks, we're just Christians.
1: Trying, not to cuss.
0: Yep, you do that too, okay? <laughs> Mike, the Baptist.